From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 15th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Buck, I just want to give the listeners kind of a recap of the crazy week that was. Um, we're going to start with Chase Young. Last Friday morning, a week ago, news broke um, that uh, he was facing a suspension, and you know a lot of people feared the worst, which at the time maybe seemed like four games, maybe even more. We didn't know at the time. Um, just as you reflect on what happened and that he only got two games, um, and just the way it worked out, just what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's unfortunate that he had to miss any games. Um, I thought, you know, the whole ordeal was kind of overblown here. The fact that the NCAA had a two game max, I thought that was still a pretty, pretty steep penalty considering that, um, he's going to pretty much miss his chance as a, at a shot at the Heisman. Uh, one game at the most just so that they can do their due diligence I thought was enough. Um, but I'm just happy that it's in the, it's in the rear view mirror. He's going to come back an angry man for Penn State and Michigan. I, uh, I feel bad for that, those offensive linemen because he's going to come back with his hair on fire. But I, I'm just happy that the situation, uh, was over and done with. I'm really surprised how fast the NCAA moved on this. Usually, they move at a turtle's pace when it comes to uh, reviewing any type of allegations here. But just thankful that everything is behind us and this team can look forward because they know what the road ahead uh, will entail with Penn State and Michigan. And I'm just happy that the Buckeyes will be at full stream. It doesn't even matter now how they were tipped off, but it's still interesting. You know, a lot of people are very curious, like, you know, how Ohio State got tipped off. Gene Smith, when he has press conference on Wednesday, um, answered as much as he could. I thought he was even more forthcoming than, you know, I expected because he said ahead of time, hey, I'm not going to be able to, like, really answer, you know, any questions that involve details. And, you know, he gave us, like, as many details as he could, but was still careful with what he said. But he did say, um, as I'm sure most people know, but if you don't out there, he said that Ohio State received an anonymous tip and basically a letter, you know, no return address, just an anonymous letter. And he also ruled out, he said, um, you know, this was not from, this is not anybody at Penn State or Maryland, which if it was an anonymous letter, you don't know for sure. It could have been Penn State or Maryland. What, what do you make of the anonymous letter and just, you know, the, the whole situation of trying to find out who tipped them off? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how Gene could just all of a sudden come out and say it wasn't Maryland or it wasn't Penn State when they received an anonymous letter in the mail. I mean, that kind of contradicts uh, an anonymous letter. So I'm not sure how he can just automatically just rule those two um, rumored uh, snitches out there. But whoever it was, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, so whoever it was was just trying to sabotage this kid. Um, they had this information in their back pocket since 2018, and all of a sudden you're just going to send an anonymous letter. I mean, if that's true, then uh, it's a coward's way out. Put your name on it. If you have something on it, you know, put your name out there that you were the one who 
told the information, but nobody wants to do that because they don't want to be public because the the fact of the matter is is the NCAA and a lot of the white shirts are making hundreds of millions of dollars off these kids. I don't care if Chase Young uh, borrowed the money from an agent or a friend or who or whoever. I mean, at the end of the day, he paid the loan back. And the fact that someone felt the, the need to go and snitch to Ohio State anonymously, I find it laughable. And uh, hopefully they find some joy in their life that they have better things to do besides telling on the kid, accepting a couple hundred bucks to fly his girlfriend out to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I wanted to talk about exactly what you're talking about right now. That you know, for those that might be wondering, well, was this somebody that was you know trying to do Ohio State a favor? You know, they they don't put their name on it, but they were just trying to let Ohio State know that hey, this happened and you need to get out ahead of it. Like, no, I, I seriously doubt it. I'm with you, Jay. But it had to be somebody who thought, well, I'm going to you know send this to Ohio State, and if they don't do anything about it, that'll be even worse for them because they will there'll be proof that they knew about it, and then then they covered it up and. Um, and when they do investigate it, they're going to find out that there was an infraction here. So Chase Young's going to get suspended maybe for four games. Um, so, yeah, I think whoever was this, you know, anonymous person who sent this letter, um, you know, did it with bad intentions. It wasn't to help Ohio State out, as I, I know you just were speaking about, but speak more about that. Yeah, it was, there was no good intentions here. It was a nefarious act by an anonymous person who wanted to see damage done to either Chase Young or to Ohio State or both. They had bad intentions here, and it was a calculated hit job here. Uh, if they were really concerned about what went on, they would have let this information loose either this summer and Chase could have set out those first couple games um, of the season against Florida Atlantic, or they, or they would have let it be known last year. This was totally calculated, and it was someone who was out to get him. Who that may be, I mean, a lot of rumors have been swirling around. No one's going to come out and just obviously admit that, hey, it was me who leaked this information. Um, but I think it was someone who had intentions to sabotage this young man as well as uh, put a hit out on Ohio State because they were setting them up for the okey-doke. Like you said, if Ohio State didn't do anything on this, then Ohio State is knowingly you know, playing a potentially ineligible player, which could further lead to um, more scrutiny towards Ohio State. Um, if they do act on it, then this person was hoping that Ohio State would suspend him or the NCAA would suspend Chase Young for further. But the fact that Chase was forthcoming um, and he was able to provide proof that he paid um, the, the person back helped Ohio State weather this storm here and only got two games like I said, two games to me was is absolutely ridiculous in the first place. If you look at the grand scheme of things and you look at all of the things that are going on down south, I mean, you got LSU boosters stealing money from the hospital and paying players' parents, and there's nothing being done about that. You have the Clemson basketball coach on a wiretap saying that the Clemson football program has it down pat how they're scheming uh, to get players paid and there, nobody even bats an eye. And, whoa, Ohio State kid, you know, steps in the loan, pays it back to fly uh, a close one out to the Rose Bowl, and, or Rose Bowl, and all hell breaks loose. So I just find it laughable. But, you know, things. I, I'm a strong believer in karma. Whoever did this, karma will come back to them. Amen. Um, switching gears to the college football playoff rankings, no surprise that Ohio State dropped, and it sucks when you win by 59, you're ranked number one and you drop. But when number two goes in to Tuscaloosa and beats number three, 
And really, the final score didn't even really do it justice. I mean, LSU was up 33-13 at halftime. Alabama did come back, but um, I give LSU credit. I think right now they do deserve the number one spot. I still think Ohio State's the best team, if that makes any sense. If anybody, if, maybe I'm just rationalizing that in my mind, but I feel like right now with the resume, LSU deserves it, but I feel like Ohio State's the best team. My question for you, do you feel like it just comes down to if they both went out, LSU and Ohio State from here, do you think it's just as simple as whoever has the most style points from this point out? Um, I think at the end of the day, if you look at the resumes, I think Ohio State will have that opportunity to move up to the number one spot, especially if they can look really impressive for that Penn State, Michigan, and um, Big Ten championship run. Um, LSU has major, major question marks when it comes to their defense. And if you look at, um, if you look at them, you know, throughout the season, they've had a lot of close calls. They, Auburn played them down to the wire, and they won by one score. Uh, Texas, who's not a very good football team, it took a miraculous, you know, third and 16, third and 17 throw by Joe Burrow to get them, to pull them out of the fire against uh, a terrible Texas team. Florida's offense is awful, um, and they had a battle with Florida. So, yes, LSU have won the games, and um, they've won the Alabama game, you know, by the skin of their teeth coming down to the very end there. But if you look at that defense, it's a major question mark. Ohio State has completely annihilated anyone who stepped in front of them. And if they do that down this stretch here, I think that's going to be enough to bump them to that number one seed um, and potentially get them out here in Phoenix for a matchup against maybe Alabama or Georgia, depending on how things shake out. Last thing, how you feeling about running back recruiting? I, you know, we talk about that every week, and, you know, things change fast in recruiting. They certainly change week to week. I mean, Gibbs had a good visit last week, but who knows? I mean, Bama's in the mix now, it sounds like. Who knows if Georgia's going to step up? But just how are you feeling about running back recruiting overall for the Buckeyes in the 2020 class right now? Yeah, if you look at the running back recruiting, obviously you want to get a big-time kid in here. You can never have enough good running back depth. But I'm really encouraged about the development of Master Teague and Marcus Crowley, some of those younger guys. I think Tony Offer has done a great job uh, developing them. So that's a big uh, sigh of relief. But I think if you can get a Gibbs in here, um, I think that's really going to be the missing piece for Ohio State. Obviously, you mentioned Alabama getting in a fold. There's a lot of speculation is if that offer is even a committable offer and then Georgia already having um, a five-star running back in the fold and going after a couple other guys, their speculation is that there may not even be room for him. Um, but he's really blowing up. He's having an outstanding year. The thing about it is, is they really need to get him back on campus for that official visit, which he said he plans to do. And if they can do that, I truly believe Ohio State has an opportunity to close the deal here. If he if he comes up here and he sees the brand, he sees what Ohio State is doing on the field with the running back position, and also look at the depth chart, there's a lot to like uh, when it comes to Ohio State. If he chooses to stay in the South, that is a personal uh, decision as far as wanting to play in that region of the country because if you look at Ohio State depth chart and everything that has to offer, Ohio State – has a much more favorable opportunity for immediate playing time. No doubt about it. I continue to be perplexed why. I know Ryan Day even said this, why you know, top running backs aren't lining up to play at Ohio State. Even last year when they shattered Big Ten passing records, they still had J.K. Dobbins go over 1,000 rushing yards. Mike Weber almost went over 1,000 rushing yards. I mean, I would think running backs would be lining up to play in a Ryan Day offense, especially a Ryan Day offense that has, you know, at a school where the lineage of running backs is 
off the charts. So great stuff as always from Jonah Booker. I really appreciate it. Jay Book, and thank you to our listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate that as well. Yes, there is a football game tomorrow. Jonah and I didn't really talk about it because it's going to be a blowout. I just hope the Buckeyes stay healthy. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try the Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land. Oh, my God.